Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for May 25th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus, and actually I'm wrapping it up now. I started this series on January 2nd. The Lord told me at the beginning of the year, well, really December 31st, that I needed to start the year with a series on the miracles. And man, it was, it's been so good. Like we've gone through every miracle that Jesus performed, not all the miracles, but the ones that Jesus performed. And it took us from January 2nd, pretty much all the way through the month of May. So that's five months of teaching on the miracles of Jesus. And I trust that by now you've built up your faith to the point where you could believe God for anything. And so what we're going to do today is break up the miracles into four categories. We've already taught them all. So now we're going to break them up into four categories and then look at each category and how it applies to our life today. The title of today's message is God can impact every area of your life. Put in the chat, say every area of my life. I want God to impact every area of my life. And here's the good news. He can, he can, and he will get ready for the word. All right, we want God to impact every area of our lives. That's a scripture we've been looking at all year that at our church we're meditating on for 2023. It is Psalms 126 and verse 4 from the Passion Translation. And this lines up well with God impacting every area of our lives. This is what the Bible says. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing. This is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. That's our declaration. So may streams of your refreshing flow over us until, watch this, dry hearts are drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry areas for me. So every dry area in our lives, in our heart, will be drenched again because God wants to impact every area of our lives. God doesn't want you to have an area of your life that you are keeping from him. There's some people that get God involved in their marriage, but not with their finances. <laughs> There's some people that get God involved with their finances, but not with their business. There's some people that get God involved with their business, but not, you know what I'm saying? And so get God involved in every area of your life. Either he is Lord of all, or he is not Lord at all. Lord means that he's He's the Lord, like he's in charge and I'm not. And so he gets to tell me what to do. The miracles of Jesus are part of the foundation of our faith, of the Christian faith. Why? Because the miracles of Jesus remind us of the, of the power of God and how God will actually manifest that power for us, for our benefit. With each healing, with each display of God's power, with each resurrection and deliverance, Jesus was providing tangible evidence when, I, when you go to Bible college, we talk about infallible proofs, right? We have these infallible proofs that of what Jesus did. We have tangible evidence. He was, sure, he was providing people tangible evidence that he was Lord and that God is ruling and reigning and that God can do anything and everything. When you see a miracle manifested right before your very eyes, or if you experience it yourself, then that's it. Like nobody can tell you that there's not a God, right? I mean, because it is infallible proof. There is tangible evidence that God is God. And we see that manifested in the miracles. The miracles of Jesus 
are a powerful testimony of God's divinity and his authority over all things. Say all things. I'm talking about everything, everywhere God can do. You know, like the movie, God can do everything all together all at once or whatever that thing is. So God can do anything. The miracles of Jesus are reminding us that Jesus is the savior of the world and that God is still God, even in the midst of circumstances and situations, sometimes even in the midst of storms. So today I want to break up the the miracles into four categories. Here are the categories. I'm going to talk about healing miracles, like Jesus healed people of all manner of sickness and disease and blindness and deafness and leprosy and all that. Uh, We're going to talk about nature miracles, how Jesus exercised authority over nature. He spoke to the wind. He had even walked on water. Resurrection miracles, how Jesus raised people from the dead and he was raised from the dead. And then deliverance miracles where Jesus cast demons out of people and he delivered people that were possessed or oppressed, right? So what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about Jesus covers it all. Like I'm, anything, I mean, there's no area of your life that God cannot impact. God can impact it all. Let's talk about it. Number one, healing miracles. Say healing miracles. Let's talk about healing miracles first. Now, this is important because a lot of times, this is the one that people call out for healing miracles because they either they are sick or they have a family member who's sick. And so they go to God because they need God to heal and God can heal. God still heals today. When Jesus was performing healing miracles, he was showing people that God is a God of hope and restoration. And when he was causing the blind to see, the lame to walk, the, the deaf to hear, the dumb to speak, Uh, When he was doing all of the lepers to be cleansed and clean and have brand new skin, when he was doing all of that, he was showing us that, watch this, he has authority. There is no disease and no disorder that has authority over God. God has has power and authority over every disease and every disorder. Put that in the chat. Every disease and every disorder is subject to the power of God. So there's no disease, there's no disorder that has power over God. There's nothing terminal about anything that attaches itself to our body. If God moves, there's nothing terminal about anything that attaches itself to your body because God has the power over every disease and every disorder. So these miracles remind us not only that God has the power, but that God loves us, that Jesus was going out of his way. Why? Why was Jesus would take someone who was paralyzed and say, pick up your mat and walk? Why would Jesus go to someone who was a leper and says, oh, Lord, if you will, say, yeah, I will, but let me touch you first because nobody's touched you for long. Ever since you got leprosy, nobody touched you. Come here. Let me touch you. Let me give you something that you really need, and then I'm going to deliver you from the leprosy as well. Come on now. When Jesus was doing all of these things, he was showing us how much God loves us. Our God is a God who heals and our God is a God who loves. Jesus was like the divine physician. He could heal all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. There's nothing that is beyond his power or his control. There's nothing that he cannot, that he can't do. So healing is a demonstration, not only of God's power, but of God's compassion, of God's mercy, of his heart for his children, especially when his children are suffering. So our God is a healer today. And he is ready to bring restoration and wholeness to you. If you need healing this morning, matter of fact, let's pray right now. If you need healing this this morning, this is not part of today's word, but we're going to do it right now. So all of us that, that, you know, don't need healing, let's set our faith in agreement for those that do. If there's anybody on this, on, uh, that's watching right now live that needs healing or those who will watch later, we're going to set our faith in agreement, even right now. Father, we thank you. 
for your healing power, your miracle working power. We come up against every sickness and every disease that has attached itself to the bodies of your children, our brothers and sisters. And so Father, we rebuke it. We bind it in the name of Jesus. We re-release healing virtue into, into their lives. And we, we declare, Father, we release healing virtue into their cells, into their blood, into all of the marrow, into every system of their body. I declare that every system of their body will function in the perfection in which Christ Jesus created it to function, that they will live long and strong and declare the works of the Lord, that they will not die because they're sick and they will not die because they're old. They will only die when they're done. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I felt the power of God on that. God is a healer and he can heal anything. If you receive that, if that was for you, go ahead and put, I received that in the chat. All right. All right. Number two, nature miracles. So Jesus performed miracles where he d demonstrated his power over nature. And the famous one is why, like when he rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea and, and calmed the storm, right? We know that one, but he did others as well. But let's talk about that one for a minute. So some, they woke him up, right? The disciples woke him up because the disciples thought that they were going to die, that the, the boat was taking on water and they thought that they were going to die. The storm was raging in their life. And sometimes there are storms that are raging in our lives. And when Jesus got up, he rebuked the wind, spoke to the sea. He said, peace be still. And, and the people that were on the boat were amazed. And they said, what manner of man is this that even the storms and the sea have to obey him? Here's the point. Even the storms and the sea has to obey Jesus. Jesus walked on water. He demonstrated his power, his authority over the laws and the limits of this world. Listen, there's nothing God can't do. I want you to know that even when you are facing a storm, whether it be a physical, literal storm or just one in your heart, God can demonstrate his power and speak peace to your storm. God commanding his power over nature reassures us that God is God and that there's nothing he can't do. I want you to know that God can speak peace and I speak peace to your heart even right now in this moment. May the peace of God and the love of God overtake your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus right now. You got it? All right. Praise God for that. All right. Resurrection miracles. Let's talk about those. So resurrection miracles. Now, this is important because you know that Jesus raised several people from the dead. He raised, so he stopped the funeral procession. We, we dealt with that. And, and, and the lady had just, she had lost her husband already and now she lost her son. And so she was like, oh my God, in a male dominated society, she was not going to have a male anymore in her home. And the way that the Jewish system worked, it was like, in that case, she was supposed to marry her brother, um, her husband's brother. And it doesn't say anything about her husband having a brother. So she was in a bad situation. Jesus stopped the funeral procession and raised the, the young man back to life. We know that Jairus' daughter died and Jesus kicked out the mourners. They were laughing at him and he raised her back to life. We know that Jesus resurrected Lazarus from the dead after four nights uh, uh, and four days. So after four long days, he resurrected Lazarus from the dead. And then he did the same himself. So the father raised Jesus from the dead. So this whole thing about the resurrection of the dead is really important to us because people have this, uh, this concern, like, like what is going to happen to me like when I die? And so they want to know, is there life after death? The truth is yes. So Jesus, Jesus demonstrated life after death in multiple resurrections, even his own. Uh, and, and the Bible says in Hebrews chapter two and verse 15, that Jesus, because of what Jesus did, that his power, watch this, Jesus came to deliver them. The Bible says Hebrews 2 and 15, who all their lifetime have been subject to the bondage of the fear of death. 
There are people that are afraid of flying because they're afraid of dying. There, there are people that won't get on a cruise ship. <laughs> there are people that won't get on this plane. There are people that want, come on, you are living beneath your means. There's a big world out there, man. Go enjoy it. There are people that won't do stuff. Why? Because they're afraid. And, and Jesus said, you are living your life all your lifetime under the bondage of the fear of death. And Jesus came to deliver us from that. Jesus took the sting out of death, and he robbed the grave of its victory. That's 1 Corinthians 15 and 56. So the, the resurrection miracles affirm to us that there is life after death. The resurrection miracles are the underpinning of our faith. As a matter of fact, it, dem it demonstrates, watch this, that God is God, because without the, the resurrection of the dead, then, then what are we even talking about? The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, he says, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ wasn't even resurrected from the dead. And if Christ wasn't resurrected from the dead, then our preaching is useless. And so is our faith. He says, my faith is useless if there's no resurrection from the dead. If there's no resurrection from the dead, then what are we even talking about? But there is a resurrection from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. So was Lazarus. So was Jairus' daughter. So was the, the widow at name, her son. And so will you and I. And so, yes, yes, for us, death is not the end. Put in the chat, death is not the end for me. Come on. I already told you that death is graduation day. I already told you that for us, death is moving day. I uh, earlier um, last year or late last year, I was preaching a funeral and I remember standing over the casket and I was preaching the funeral right here in Virginia. And I said, and I told everybody present, I was like, hey, we're praying for such and such. I don't want to mention his name, but I said, just to be clear, he's not here. <laughs> just so we're clear. I want everybody to understand he's not here. He's already in heaven. So what we have here are the remains. And so watch this. When you walk out of your body, you are a spirit and your spirit is going to live forever in one of two places. And so if you're born again, you know where you're going. And so death is not the end. When you when you die physically, your, your body will remain, but not you. You'll be gone. And so when we're preaching a funeral, I'm preaching over the remains. I mean, but that person is not there. That person is already with the Lord. That person is already hanging out with their family members that died before them that in Christ. So that person is not there. Listen, death is not the end for us. The resurrection miracles remind us that God is God. God and, and we will have eternal life and we will forever be with the Lord. I'm talking about, well, for me, death is moving day. I get to graduate from time to eternity, from earth to glory, from, from mortal to immortality. I'll, I have a new body. I'll be with the Lord. I will be with, there, with the Lord forever. I will forever be with him and he will forever be with me. Death is not the end. The resurrection miracles remind us of that. Say amen to that. Praise God for that. And then lastly, the deliverance miracles. Jesus had many deliverance miracles. Remember that woman that was bent over and could in no wise lift up herself? And so, so she had been bent over all of these years and she was bent over for 18 years and she was still in church. Man, come on. I love me somebody like that. She was bent over. She could in no wise lift up herself and she was still in church. And Jesus showed up in the synagogue and Jesus saw this woman and she was bent over and for 18 years. And it wasn't that she was bent over because of a back spasm. It wasn't that she was bent over because of a slipped disc. Jesus perceived immediately that it was a spirit of infirmity. And, and Jesus said, woman, 
thou art loose of that spirit. Bam! And the spirit of infirmity was gone and immediately she straightened up her back and she was like, my God, I haven't been able to straighten up my back for 18 years. Listen, there are people that are demon possessed. There are people that are oppressed. Remember that guy in the land of Gad, of the Gadarenes? When, when they woke up Jesus in the boat, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? He rebuked the wind, spoke to the sea, peace be still, everything calmed down and then the boat got to the other side of the lake and when they got there, that was in the land of Gad, of the Gadarenes and Jesus got out and there was a man, the Bible says that, that he he was walking around the tombs in the cemetery and nobody could hold this man. Every time they put chains around the man, they put fetters. Boom. He broke up. Uh, he, he ripped through the chains like the Hulk back in, remember the Hulk back in the 80s on TV? He like that. He broke through the chains. Nobody could hold this man. He was possessed with the legion of demons and the legion of demons. When Jesus said, what's your name? He said, I am legion for we are many. And he cast the whole legion of demons out of people. Listen, there's deliverance miracles too. Like, like you got to know that God is a God of deliverance. He would take those who are demon possessed or even demon oppressed and he would deliver you. There's some people today that are just oppressed by the enemy that are being bombarded in their mind that they, ha they have mental health challenges and they're going to a psychiatrist or a psychologist and the psychiatrist and the psychologist are giving them pills to numb their feelings, but the pills are never going to deal with the problem. They're, they're trying to counsel out what needs to be cast out. Come on now, put that in the chat. Say, you can't counsel out what needs to be cast out. Jesus cast stuff out of people and God gave us the power to do the same thing. There are deliverance miracles there, that God wants us healed. God wants us whole. God, want, God wants us to take a power and authority over Satan, over sickness, over disease, and over the every power over the enemy. I, I declare even now over you, no, no devil, no demon, and no demonic influence has any power over you. May you walk in the freedom that Christ Jesus died to set you free into. Deliverance miracles remind us that there's no power like God's power. And the power of darkness has no power over us. Jesus exercised authority over Satan. Satan is a defeated foe. And guess what? We have the same, we have the power. Put in the chat, I have been deputized. You and I, we have been deputized to operate in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, we have the power over Satan, over sickness, over depression. Oh, oh yeah, over the spirit of suicide, over all of these things. We have the power over it because no power of the enemy has any power over us. We have victory over sin and we have victory over Satan. Say amen to that. God wants you to be free. In your spirit, God wants you to be free in your mind. God wants you to be free to be the man or the woman that he has called you to be for such a time as this. Listen, each of these miracle categories, we dealt with four today. I dealt with, well, let me go back and recap real quick. So we dealt with the healing miracles. God wants you to be healthy and whole, right? We dealt with the nature miracles. There's nothing that God can't do. He has power and authority over all things. We dealt with the resurrection miracles for you and I. When we die, we're going to live again. We, and we just translate for earth to glory. And then finally, we dealt with the deliverance miracles. God wants you to be free. God wants you to walk in the freedom with Christ Jesus to set you free. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So God wants you to walk in this type of freedom and authority and power and rest and clarity and focus and purpose. Say that's me. Say that's me. All right. So each of these miracle categories, they underscore the character of God and the power of God. I trusted this. Listen, I'm going to close the series tomorrow, but I've been closing it all week. I trusted this series on the miracles has been helping you it to remind you that Jesus can do anything to remind you that God is God. He sits on the circle of the earth. 
God is God. Like, like you, you should never lose the awe and the wonder that you have for God. God can do anything. He can do, any, he can do everything altogether all at once. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Speak this, words of faith from a believing heart. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I believe in the healing power of Jesus. Nothing is beyond his reach. No disease is greater than his touch. So I walk in divine health every day of my life. Jesus has authority over all creation. No situation is beyond his control. And no storm is too strong for his calming word. So I trust in your power, Father, and I enter into your rest. And I am certain of the resurrection. Yeah, Jesus defeated death. Jesus' victory over death underpins my faith and it gives me confidence in my own resurrection. I have done all the dying I am going to do. For me, when I die, it's moving day. I declare that Jesus has power to deliver us from all bondage and oppression. Jesus breaks every chain. I declare that I'm set free from Satan, from every demon, and all demonic influence. Nothing has any power over me because I'm resting in the power of God. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Guess what? Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. So please apply it and prosper. Thank you for, for starting your day with me. I love you and I really, I thank God for you. So listen, if you don't have my notes, why wouldn't you, you get my notes for free. Sign up, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you, God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. Do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message and this series has been a blessing to you and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. The miracles of Jesus are awesome. They just remind us of the love and the power of God. So have a blessed day. Meditate on God's power and his grace and his favor towards you and walk in the blessing. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.